Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. We uh, are starting the Prophecy Update a little bit differently this week, and the reason why is because I got a couple people from New Jersey that are visiting, and um, let me get their names. It's John and Marquita? Yes. Okay, John and Marquita Kimmel uh, from New Jersey, and the reason why they're up here is because I needed an anchor to get my wife up here as well, and the reason why is because this week, as a matter of fact, on the 28th, which is in just four more days, she will have been putting up with me for 34 years, and so... (laughs) There you go. So I thought I'd let the folks on the Prophecy Update know that uh, how beautiful my wife is and uh, that uh, you put up with me for that long. So here you go. <laughs> Happy uh, anniversary to you and four more days, and thank you both for coming on up. And uh, let's see here. So wasn't that wonderful? You can see how, how um, camera photogenic, I guess is the word, she loves being in the camera. She's got her head down. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I had to I had to bring them up in order to get her to come up, and it worked. So let's see here. Um, uh, I don't have any other announcements other than that, but I thank you too very much for coming up and, and doing that, so we could get Hidako up here. And let's see here. Our first category, as always, is. Oh wait a minute, we have a different first category today. It's not Israel. It's Israel and Mongolia together. Yes, my friend, a lot of people sent me this article by the end of the week, but David Andrews was the first one to send it to me, so I want to thank David for sending that. It was like minutes after the article came out. He must have been monitoring the uh, news feed, and he sent this to me. It's um, from the Jerusalem Post. Mongolia's absence at the United Nation Israel votes signals warmer ties. A look at Mongolia's voting record on Israel over the last few months shows an interesting pattern. The landlocked country, sandwiched between Russia and China, does not, like its two giant neighbors, reflexively vote against Israel in the United Nations, nor does it vote for Israel or abstain. Mongolia simply does not show up to vote. If this had happened once, then it could be chalked up to the Mongolian envoy to the United Nations getting tied up in traffic. The same could be true if it happened twice. But if it happens again and again, then it reveals a pattern apparently born of a conscious decision and is seen in Jerusalem as a manifestation of warming ties between Israel and Mongolia. Mongolia was not in the room when the United Nations General Assembly passed its anti-Israel resolution on Gaza last week. It was not in the room in May when the UNHRC in Geneva voted to establish an investigative committee into violence at the Gaza fence. Then it was not in attendance in December when the General Assembly condemned the United States for moving its capital to Jerusalem. Haggai Shagrir, deputy head of the Foreign Ministry's Asia-Pacific Department said Israel very much appreciates this pattern and that Jerusalem is working hard to change the voting patterns in Asia. Mongolia is very friendly, like-minded, democratic country with whom it is important for Israel to strengthen ties. Shagrir said these friendly ties will manifest themselves in two weeks' time when the two countries hold a diplomatic dialogue. 
Israel does not have an embassy in Mongolia, nor does Mongolia have one in Israel. And Jerusalem's interests in the country are represented by Israel's ambassador in China, who travels to Mongolia three times a year. Mongolia's foreign minister visited Israel last August, and the chief of staff of President Batulga attended the APEC annual policy conference in Washington in March. Shagrir said, however, that Mongolia's interests in stronger ties with Israel are not a part of the efforts to draw closer to the United States. Batulga wrote a letter to President Rivlin on the occasion of Israel's 70th anniversary earlier this year, wishing his, excuse me, heartfelt congratulations on the historic occasion. Mongolia and Israel are nations with ancient history and culture, and I am delighted to note that presently the cooperation between the two countries and the close relations between our two people are growing, he wrote. Mongolia's interests in ties with Israel are believed to be based on three pillars. First, as reflected in Batulga's letter, there is a deep respect in Mongolia for a civilization that has maintained its traditions for thousands of years. Secondly, the Mongolians have border security concerns, primarily on the Chinese border, and are interested in learning from Israel's expertise about border security issues. And finally, former U.S. Secretary of State Kerry once referred to Mongolia as an oasis of democracy in a very tough neighborhood, and the Mongolians are looking to learn from the experience of Israel, which they recognize as a country very much in a similar predicament. So very interesting stuff. You're probably not going to hear that on any other Prophecy Updates today, but uh, that's why you attend the Superior Word Prophecy Update is because we have the know on things like Mongolia and Israel. But having done that, having seen that article, I was so excited about it, I actually wrote President Batulga a letter. So I'll read you what I said to him. President Batulga, I am a Christian pastor in Sarasota, Florida. Each week I do an update on the status of the world, especially how Israel is doing. As Christians base their faith on Jesus Christ, who descends from Israel and who has reestablished them as a people according to his great mercy to them, it is important that we keep abreast with how they are, who their allies are, and their overall status in the world. It is with this in mind that we rejoice when Israel has allies willing to work with them and not follow the path of so many of their enemies. I also do a weekly update on the country of Mongolia. It is a most enjoyable part of our briefing because we have learned a great deal about your land and your people. We have even participated in sending a missionary to your country for teaching our faith to your people. The reason I am writing is because I read a great article from the Jerusalem Post this morning which indicates a friendship between your two nations may be on the rise. I would pray it is so. The Bible teaches that those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse them will be cursed. It is my heart's desire that you would be blessed among the nations for standing with Israel. May Mongolia prosper as you develop a close and personal relationship with Israel. Should you ever make a trip to the United States, please honor our church with a visit to Sarasota. We have a beautiful hometown and your presence would bless it. Congratulations on your winning the presidency last year. We have followed your term excitedly each week as you lead your nation. See the article below and may God bless you as you seek his face and as you support Israel. Sincerely, and then I signed it. So there you go. If he responds, I will uh, read you his response. I wouldn't expect it. But anyway, kind of interesting stuff that you're only going to get on this prophecy update. A couple of uh, 
articles, uh, just the titles from the Times of Israel, U.S. quits Human Rights Council. They call it a cesspool of political bias. There you go. Good job. And from the Times of Israel again, Israel welcomes courageous U.S. pullout from the U.N. Human Rights Council. So that's very good news there. From the National Interest, Israel's, we talked about this a week ago, and they are going to use them. Israel's F-35s are getting the new supersonic missiles. The ones that we talked about last week, the Rampage, are going to be on the F-35s. And that's a wonderful thing because you've got these jets that are already stealthy. They're not going to be able to be picked up by the enemies. And then they have this wonderful Rampage missile, which will be able to do all kinds of destruction. So good job, Israel. From JTA, the Czech president says he's ready to move his country's embassy to Jerusalem. Good job. From I-24, newly elected Colombian president says he is mulling Jerusalem embassy move. Colombia would be the fourth country after the U.S., Guatemala, and Paraguay to relocate its embassy to Jerusalem. Good job. From the Aljamainer, in show of support, tens of thousands of Iranians tell Twitter, we stand with Israel. Remember when he did that last week? I talked about the uh, water thing that he was going to do for them, make a website to circumvent the uh, government, following a video message to the Iranian people by Israel, by Prime Minister Netanyahu. Thousands of Iranians took to Twitter to express their support and love for the Jewish state. Great stuff. Wonderful stuff. From the Times of Israel, Hundreds of turkeys choke to death on smoke as fire rages near the Gaza border. They're sending in these kites that are burning up Israel. We lost a lot of turkeys in the process, so Thanksgiving is canceled this year. All right, let's see here. Um, I bet you won't hear that one on another Prophecy Update either. Anyway, let's see here. Um, Times of Israel again. Top minister urges shooting to kill Gaza kite launchers. Education Minister Naftali Bennett is his name, called for the use of lethal force against Palestinians launching incendiary devices from the Gaza Strip into Israeli territory, saying that exercising restraint will only serve to escalate the ongoing arson attacks that have caused hundreds of brush fires in the southern part of the country in recent months. Now imagine that's the education minister. So I just love how Israel operates. Let's see here from uh, Times of Israel again. Uh, Minister blasts Prince William for listing old city as Palestinian in his itinerary. I don't know if you know it, but the, uh, yeah, Prince William's going down to the land of Israel and they're calling the um, old city Palestinian territory. The royal itinerary published by Kensington Palace had raised some eyebrows in Israel as it implies that the palace considers the old city to be located in the occupied Palestinian territories. And from the Times of Israel, the United Kingdom defends calling Jerusalem old city part of the Palestinian territory. So there you go, a little bias on their part. And let's see here, finally from Reuters, Trump to meet Jordan's King Abdullah at the White House on June 25th. That's coming tomorrow. Um, I don't know if you saw that Netanyahu actually went to Jordan last this past week, and he met with the uh, king and a couple other people, and now the king of Jordan is coming to uh, Washington, D.C. And I do not mind the guy. I know they have some uh, problems with Israel, but they um, are working with Israel more than most of the other nations in the area. And the reason why I especially like the uh, king of Jordan is because he is actually a Trekkie. 
He appeared on a Star Trek episode. I don't know if you saw that, but he was wearing the uniform. But because of their union rules in Hollywood, he could not say any part during the episode. But he walked up and he handed somebody something to sign, and he was he was beaming like crazy. So I do like the King of Jordan because of that. Anyway, Christian news today from Charisma. Trump confronted Kim Jong-un about atrocities against Christians. That's something that did not make most of the news, but he, in fact, did do it. President Trump says he addressed the plight of persecuted Christians when meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. I brought it up. Absolutely. They will work on that. We did not put it down in the document. It will be worked on. Christians, yes, Trump said, according to a transcript. And he also apparently worked on getting our dead servicemen back home because they are bringing their bodies back as we speak. So he's done something that no president has done in 50 years. Okay. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, nobody's talking about it. I mean, it's not making any of the major news or anything. They ought to have every media outlet lined up at their arrival, and they ought to have an entire, you know, segment on every news service dedicated to it. And I guarantee you, if our previous crummy president had done that, that's all we would hear about for two weeks. But... Anyway, there you go. That's what's going on in the world of Trump. From Christian Headlines, federal judge rejects Satanist lawsuit against phrase, in God we trust. Chief Judge Diane Wood said the phrase is one of many historical reminders that an outside observer would not perceive as a religious endorsement. Okay, that is uh, something that uh, they do about every two years. Somebody sues the U.S. government in order to get in God we trust off of the uh, money this judge cited against them. So uh, trivia, anybody know where the term in God we trust actually is derived from? Comes from Psalm 56, 11, which says, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The motto first appeared on currency in 1864 during President Abraham Lincoln's term. So there you go. All right. And then from LifeSite, Canada's top court rules against Christian law school. LGBT rights trump religious freedom. This is Canada. The Supreme Court of Canada ruled that LGBT sexual equality rights trump religious rights in an unprecedented blow against religious freedom in Canada. In a pair of seven to two rulings, imagine that, the court ruled that it was proportionate and reasonable for the law societies of British Columbia and Ontario to refuse accreditation to future Trinity Western University students because the proposed Christian Law School's community covenant would discriminate against LGBTQ people. In other words, they cannot have accreditation, and so they're, they're, they're not even going to be able to open that college because who's going to attend a college, get a law degree, and not be able to use it because you're not accredited? Anyway, um, in our respectful view, which is disrespectful, the Law Society's decision not to accredit Trinity Western University's proposed law school represents a proportionate balance between the limitation on the charter right at issue and the statutory objectives the Law Society's sought to pursue. The ruling means that future grads from Trinity Western University's law school if the school in fact opens, will not be able to practice law in Ontario and British Columbia. And I'm waiting to see if uh, John Holler, who does a prophecy update in, up north of us, if he uh, will address this. He is a lawyer, and so I'm hoping he does and get his angle on it. But we'll see. From the Washington Post, Catholic bishops call Trump's asylum rules immoral, with one suggesting canonical penalties for those involved. 
Leading U.S. Catholic bishops escalated their criticism of the Trump admin's immigration policies. Why didn't they do this for the past three administrations? Nobody knows. Calling new asylum limiting rules immoral and rhetorically comparing the crackdown to abortion by saying it is a right to life issue. One bishop from the U.S.-Mexico border region reportedly suggested canonical penalties, which could refer to withholding the sacrament of communion, as if they're going to keep somebody from going to heaven by withholding that, when in fact you're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and by nothing else. There are two ordinances that the Lord asks us to participate in. Can anybody tell me what they are? Baptism, Baptism and communion. communion, or the Lord's Supper. That's right. Those are things that we are asked to do. They have nothing to do with salvation, but they do have to do with being obedient to the Lord. Okay, so uh, I had a discussion with somebody this past week about that particular issue, and his comment was that by saying that we are to be water baptized, that's actually adding to the grace of Jesus Christ. That's doing no such thing. It's what's called being obedient to the word of Jesus Christ. We are to be baptized, and we are to take the Lord's Supper, two ordinances which are given for the church. Anyway, um, let's see here. Newsweek, United Methodist Church slams family separations, calls Trump policy antithetical to the teachings of Christ. Okay, so there you go once again. You've got people that have no idea what the Bible says. They have no concept of what they're teaching or preaching in these churches. They've gone completely off the deep end. And from Breitbart, CNN's Anna Navarro, shame on any Christian who uses scripture to justify separating families. And the very first thing that came to my mind when I read that title was Psalm 137, verse 9. Go check it out. From Islam Today, Mail Online, three men dead and three more are injured in shooting in Swedish city of Malmo as fans celebrated their country's World Cup win. If you get to that verse and uh, read it, then you can read it out loud. Just um, let me know when you have it, and I'll let you read it out loud. Psalm 137, verse 9. Have you got it? Yes, I do. Go ahead and read it nice and loud. Happy the one who takes and dashes your little ones against the rock. That sounds like separating children from the uh, family, doesn't it? Okay, I'm not saying that I'm not going to make any comment on it other than that, but that was the very first thing that came to my mind out of the word of God. These liberals have no idea of the holiness of the God that they are challenging. None. Uh, let's see here. I'll read that again. This is from Mail Online in the Islam category. Three men dead and three more are injured in shooting in Swedish city of Malmo as fans celebrated their country's World Cup win. Okay, here we go. The assailants opened fire as a group of men were leaving an internet cafe just hours after Sweden's World Cup win against South Korea. There were, here it goes, no indications the incident was related to terrorism. Malmo is completely infested with Islam, completely. It's a goner city, okay? And the police have so far made no arrests. So if they don't know who did it, then how can they claim that it has nothing to do with terrorism, right? We are treating this as an isolated event that is confined to these injured persons. Witnesses, uh, when they said that they were going to go shoot up people during the World Cup, right? They had said this, okay? They happened to do it in Sweden, and nobody took them seriously, apparently. Witnesses were quoted as saying that at least one attacker was armed with an automatic weapon. The police have so far reportedly refused to comment on the identity of the possible attacker or attackers. How can they make that decision if they don't even know who the people are? From Yahoo. Woman yelling, Allah Akbar, slashes two with a blade in France. 
It appears to be an isolated case by a person with known psychological problems, though that doesn't exclude the possibility that she may have been radicalized. Well, when you say Allah Akbar and you start stabbing people, then it's pretty obvious what's going on. But once again, they want to deny this. Guess what? This is all happening this week. Here's another one from The Independent. Woman with 10-inch knife screamed, I want to kill all you Jews as she chased children outside. This is in London. The Metropolitan Police said that it was called to reports of a woman in possession of a knife behaving erratically. A spokesman added, at this time, the female remains in custody at an East London police station. She is expected to undergo mental health assessment in due course. The incident is not terror-related. She says, I want to kill all the Jews, and that has nothing to do with terror, right? Absolutely crazy. We have, we have governments that have gone completely over the deep end in this world. France, goner. England, goner. Sweden, goner. Thank you. All right. I mean, these people are just insane. Crazy. Mail online. Taxi driver who mowed down World Cup fans in Moscow is a terrorist, and authorities are covering it up to avoid bad publicity claims Russian politician. This guy ran over these people. You watch the video. It is so obvious. He's in traffic and he literally pulls in, pulls over and plows over a whole bunch of people. And they said, this has nothing to do with terrorism. Muslim running people over. But here's what it says. Taxi plowed into a crowd of pedestrians near Moscow's Red Square. The driver, I can't pronounce his name, said he was exhausted and had passed out. Not possible. Watch the video. It is not possible that he was exhausted and passed out. Police have launched a probe and for now are treating it as a road traffic incident. But opposition politician Evgeny Roisman claims it was absolutely deliberate. Any peanut head can watch that video and say that is deliberate. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is the state of the world that we're living in right now. From Reuters, violent crime rises in Germany and it is attributed to refugees. Young male refugees in Germany got the blame for most of a two-year increase in violent crime, adding fuel to the country's political debate over migrants. Violent crime rose by about 10% in 2015 and 2016. It attributed more than 90% of that to young male refugees. Haaretz, Abbas rejects Trump's plan for Gaza, an attempt to divide the Palestinians. They're already divided. They don't have any agreement between Gaza and the, uh, the people on the other side. You know, Fatah and Hamas, they have no agreement at all. And he's saying that it's Trump's fault and he's trying to divide them. Absolutely crazy. From World Israel News, Gaza terrorists blow themselves up trying to destroy underground wall. In a terror cell of five, one terrorist was killed and another seriously injured as they used a bomb to carve an opening in the underground barrier. They were blown to smithereens. From Daniel 12, Technology Today, from InfoWars. Researchers see through walls using Wi-Fi and artificial intelligence. According to MIT News, the project known as RF Pose relies on artificial intelligence to teach wireless devices to sense people's postures and movement. The researchers use a neural network, excuse me, to analyze radio signals that bounce off people's bodies and then can create dynamic stick figures that walk, stop, sit, and move its limbs as the person performs those actions. Aside from sensing the movement of people, RF Pose has also shown the ability to identify individuals 83% of the time out of a lineup of 100. 
This ability could be particularly useful for the application of search and rescue ops when it may be helpful to know the identity of specific people. That was the first thing that went through my mind when I thought, I thought, you know, you got cops that need to go in and get a terrorist incident, but there is no terrorism in the world, is there? But they would be able to tell where the people are and, you know, how they're aligned and everything. So very interesting. Let's say uh, the police want to use such a device to see behind a wall, it's very important to know if somebody is standing in a position that indicates they are holding a weapon, for example. All of that you can't do with just a blob. Questioned about the potential for privacy invasions, Katabi said that privacy is not a concern due to the coming of the Antichrist and the one world government. I, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Katabi said that safeguards have been implemented to protect against specific types of misuse. Future updates to RF Pose will include making the current 2D stick figures 3D as well. Once this technology is out there, there will be no privacy on it. That was just a, a bone that they threw that uh, news service because once this is known, they're going to use that on every possible thing that they can use it on. But I liked my version better. So. <laughs> Mail online. Could Google tell you when you'll die? Firm creates an AI that predicts if a hospital patient will pass away 24 hours after admission with 95% accuracy. So if you check yourself into the hospital and you're going to be checking out, it can tell you. The AI is around 10% better than traditional methods, Google claims. It scans medical records and analyzes hundreds of thousands of data points. These include patient demographics, diagnoses, lab results, and vital signs. It can also forecast the length of hospital stay and a patient's chances of readmission. So there you go. From Revelation Plagues today. Disease X. They were talking about it. Here it is. New strain of bird flu kills 40% of those who contract it. Hundreds dead in China. A new strain of deadly bird flu dubbed Disease X by the World Health Organization has killed hundreds of people in China, and it is just three mutations away from being transmissible between humans, according to experts. The strain H7N9 circulates in poultry and has killed 623 people out of 1,625 infected in China, a mortality rate of 38.3%. While first identified in China in 2013, H7N9 has recently emerged as a serious threat seemingly overnight. Professor Jonathan Van Tam, Deputy Chief Medical Officer for the United Kingdom, told The Telegraph that H7N9 could cause a global outbreak. The WHO says N7N9 is an unusually dangerous virus for humans and one of the most lethal influenza viruses that we have seen so far. Coming soon to a tribulation period near you. Mail online. Drug shortages pose a public health crisis in the United States. Countless patients' lives endangered by critically low stocks of 200 drugs, IV bags, and more. The U.S. is facing a shortage of 128 medicines and medical supplies. A crisis may be impending due to part of a factory damaged in the hurricanes in Puerto Rico. In 1999, the FDA enacted the drug shortage program, but the country is still running out of supplies. So imagine if the ball drops. They're 200 low with a booming economy. When the ball drops, we could be down to no medicines for people that have real needs for medicines, and they'll be checking out very quickly. Coming soon to a tribulation period near you. All right, morality today. I talked about the issue of suicide last week. 
Okay, so before I give you the articles from Morality, I was sent a video by a guy that watches our Prophecy Updates. I want to give you the title to it. It's 17 minutes long. It's called, I Don't Want to Be Alive, I Just Want to Die Today, Dash Logic. So if you type in, I don't want to be alive, I just want to die today, Logic, that will come up. His name is Mike. He sent this video to me. His brother had committed suicide. And years later, he went to do a video that people, if you know somebody that is thinking about killing themselves or if you are struggling with the issue of suicide, if you think that nobody cares about you, if you think that it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done in this world, and it just, you might as well end it, I would prefer that you watch this video first. It is, I was in tears. It was very, very emotional. The few people that actually took the time to watch this video on, that I posted on Facebook, every one of them had the same response. They shared it. They were overwhelmed by it. Please, if you know somebody that is facing this in their life, or if you are personally facing this, I would ask that you would watch this. And even if you're not, you will understand that you are of value to other people, much less to the Lord who created you. So please watch that video. All right. From Corporate Target, I went to their corporate headquarters and it says, Pride Month is here and Target has everything you and your family need. Get yours today, kids. It says, need to celebrate Pride Month is underway and we're helping families get ready to celebrate LGBTQ plus community and take pride with a new exclusive product collection. It's just one way we show our longstanding commitment to the community. This year, we'll also have thousands of team member volunteers bringing community events to life across the nation. Read on to learn more about what's happening. My answer, no thanks. I would ask that if you go to Target, that you stop doing that. They're vulgar. They're disgusting. I, you know, people go to a lot of places that I do not understand. Places that, that they buy coffee at certain places that promote these issues. They go to places that ban our rights to carry a gun. They say, please don't bring your gun in here. When you go to these type of places, all you're doing is you are giving them your money so they can further this agenda against morality, against Christianity, and against your Second Amendment rights. So please, if you're going to these type of places, don't. Don't do it. It's disgusting, these people. Right on their corporate headquarters, throwing it in the face of their community. We're talking about less than 1% of the people in this country that follow this stuff, but everybody has been duped by it. It's terrible. From the Christian Post... Drag queen children TV shows coming to America. Drag Tots features cross-dressing toddlers. Yes, at least two new animated television shows about drag queens, one featuring children characters, are set to debut in America. World of Wonder released a trailer in May about Drag Tots, a show about toddler drag queens coming June 28th, which is our anniversary. I will not be watching that, I guarantee you. Featuring transgender model RuPaul. On May 31st, Netflix announced the animated Super Drags with a teaser preview that is yet to be given a released starting date. From Fox. Child abuse. Yes, child abuse. Pregnant male models steal the show at London Fashion Week. Yes. At London, this is something that Chris emailed me here this week. At London Fashion Week, all eyes were on the pregnant male models who strutted down the runway in Chinese designers' clothing. The male models sported prosthetic baby bumps under their looks, though some of their bellies saw the spotlight more than others. 
Those whose pregnant stomachs were covered by shirts, however, clutched their bumps in order to highlight the theme of the show. So this is the state of the world that we're heading into. From Fox, California reinstates the controversial right to die law. From E! News, Queen Elizabeth II's cousin to become the first royal in the family to have a gay wedding. Bragging about it. You know, I don't understand. We're Americans. I know that British people have their royals and they get all gaga about that. And even Americans will watch those weddings. But I don't get the royalty thing at all. I, I get nothing out of it. I enjoy our form of government when it's run properly and by people that use their brains. But I do not get royalty governments at all anymore. I understand they had their need in the past. You know, you had your serfs and you had your royals and serfs need to go surfing and so whatever. But <laughs> all right. Uh, from Nayrol. This is a Nayrol tweet. This was last week was Father's Day, right? Nayrol, the abortion people. Oh. Nayrol celebrates Father's Day. That was their tweet. Can you imagine that? Hello. I mean, we're killing off children by the buckets and we're celebrating Father's Day. Other category, Breitbart. This is from back on 529. Before all of this got going with the uh, immigration stuff just a couple weeks ago, before it really took in, Breitbart had an article, just the title here, Illegal Aliens Using Minors to Enter U.S. Increased 315% Since Last Year. 315% Between October of 2017 and February of 2018, 315%. You know what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. This is a, a news article, right? And I saw that and I said, well, isn't that odd? Here's what happened. The Russia investigation has been tanking. They knew that about the end of last year. And they said, we need to have something to divert away the attention from the momentum that this man has. He's at the highest level of the presidency, much more than our previous crummy president was at this point. Okay? They needed a diversion. We all know that. But they have been planning this for quite a while. Get these kids coming to the border, cause a crisis, and then bring it up. Because this Russia investigation is done. So there you go. That's my take on that. This, this is something that hasn't been planned just over the past couple of weeks. This has been going on since October of last year and probably even a month or two before that. They got to start getting kids moved up here. All right. From Town Hall. Not a surprise. D.C. has the highest concentration of psychopaths in the United States of America. Yes. Report conducted by Ryan Murphy at Southern Methodist University found that Connecticut contained the most psychopaths per capita, followed quickly by California, New Jersey, and New York. I'm seeing a pattern here. Uh, forget New Jersey. I got the whole front row here. It's New Jersey people. Anyway, um, let's see here. Yes, um, but our nation's capital is by far the highest level of psychopathic behavior than anywhere in the country. The presence of psychopaths in D.C. is consistent with the conjecture found in Murphy uh, 2016 that psychopaths are likely to be effective in the political sphere. We all know this. They've just confirmed it. Murphy concluded in his study, Northeast states overall contain the most psychopaths of any region, but it is a little discomforting that the two areas of American life that impact us each day, entertainment and federal government, contain so many psychos. There you go. From New Soweto, which is South Africa, six farm attacks and two farm murders today. This was a couple days ago. Man fatally shot, woman injured in, I can't pronounce the place, farm attack. So I will report on that as I see it. This is going to increase in the months ahead because they've passed that law to take away the white farms. This is going to increase. You know what? 
if you love your family, if you love the life that you have, it, I would just walk away. I would just walk away from there and go somewhere where you are wanted before it happens because they're going to be. The government was telling the white people that were leaving, no, even though we're taking your your property and giving it to somebody else, we want you to stay so you can teach them how. To yes. Okay. I got to repeat what she just said is that the government has said we want you to stay so that you can teach the people how to farm on the land that we're taking away. Okay. And that that is absolutely crazy. If it was me, I'm going to tell you what I would do. I'd burn it. Yes, I'd burn everything. I'd say, I am out of here. I'd get on the next flight out and I would go. Whatever money I had in my pocket, that would be fine. I would be welcome somewhere in this world where I can be an effective person once again. This is a an issue that is just been seething. It's something that is going to come up about just as it did in Zimbabwe, and it is going to lead to a great loss of life. I would be out of there. Anyway, just one you know that's going on from the Times of Israel. Trump threatened to send 25 million Mexicans to Japan. Donald Trump threatened the Group of Seven Summit gathering of top industrialized democracies finished in disarray after the U.S. president abruptly rejected its consensus statement and bitterly attacked Canada's Prime Minister Trudeau. All for good reasons, though. Behind the scenes, Trump's counterparts were dismayed by the verbal jabs on topics ranging from trade to terrorism and migration. At one point, he described migration as a big problem for Europe, then said to Abe, Shinzo, you don't have this problem, but I can send you 25 million Mexicans and you'll be out of office very soon, creating a sense of irritation in the room. So he didn't really threaten him. He was just making a hypothetical, but whatever. The source added that when the topic turned to Iran and terrorism, Trump took aim at the French president, Emmanuel Macron, saying, you must know a about this, Emmanuel, because all the terrorists are in Paris. <laughs> I love this guy. EC President Jean-Claude Juncker also came under fire and was repeatedly described by Trump as the brutal killer in reference to the bloc's antitrust and tax fines against the United States tech companies that have run into the billions of dollars. I absolutely love this guy. He is He holds nothing back. He is very, very poignant in what he says, and he does it with it's just panache. Ah, here we go from Fox today. Thefts rise after California reduces criminal penalties. Buh. California voters' decision to reduce penalties for drug and property crimes in 2014 contributed to a jump in car burglaries, shoplifting, and other theft. Larcenies increased about 9% by 2016, or about 135 more thefts per 100,000 residents than if tougher penalties had remained. Thefts from motor vehicles accounted for about three-quarters of the increase. San Francisco alone recorded more than 30,000 auto burglaries last year. Proposition 47 lowered criminal sentences for drug possession, theft, shoplifting, identity theft, receiving stolen property, writing bad checks, and check forgery from felonies that can bring prison terms to misdemeanors that often bring minimal jail sentences. And did anybody think anything other outside of California? In California, they said this is going to be a great thing. It just harms everybody that actually gets up and goes to work in the morning. From Zero Hedge, investors scramble to secure property on the Korean border. 
Yes, according to the Wall Street Journal, while farmland in the demilitarized zone could be found for about $2 a square foot back in February, in May it was already over $5 a square foot in some places and $13 a square foot in others. Now, with many believing that peace is just around the corner, the DMZ is experiencing a run on property with a property agent in Munsan near the border who noted that even properties riddled with landmines had risen 100%. Reuters cited a South Korean dentist near Paju who had acquired eight separate lots just since mid-March, bringing his total DMZ investment to 49 acres worth an estimated 2.8 million dollars. And he bought them without even seeing them. There is hope. There is hope in that land because of what our president's doing right now. We'll see if it happens or not, but we'll see what happens. From Zero Hedge, enrollment plummets at Evergreen College over anti-white policies. Evergreen State will look to cut more than 10% from its operating budget for 2018-19 and raise student fees because of declining enrollment. They're in the death spiral right now because of that stupid policy that they've been pushing on the people. From Aritz Shiva, Trump directs creation of 6th military branch, the Space Force. You all know this, but I'm going to read it anyway. When it comes to defending America, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space, Trump said at a White House event on space policy. We must have American dominance in space. Trump's proposed extraterrestrial branch of the United States Armed Forces would require congressional approval, and lawmakers have been divided on it. Observers say the push was motivated by space investment by Russia and China. They are way moving forward on this issue. China is eager to establish itself as a superpower with plans for an orbiting space station and a permanent outpost on the moon, while Russia, too, has aspirations for a military role in space. Trump has been considering creating a space force for months now over resistance from the Air Force, which currently oversees military space programs, according to Bloomberg. He announced his support for the idea at a White House meeting of the National Space Council as the admin presented a directive for setting a goal for a new moon landing within 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good policy. Some people don't. They think it's a waste of money or creating another department. All of this is being done under the Air Force anyway. Yes. What's, what's the number one strategy for? With Destroy the uh, satellites. Take oh. the high ground. Take the high oh, ground. take the high ground. Yes, take the high ground. Number one strategy in war is to take the high ground. Absolutely. Very well. Um, okay, I got a less Rick for you. We'll see if you can figure out which one this is. Those in D.C. would make Hitchcock proud. We've a voice in their heads, but not loud. There's no ifs, ands, or buts that they're fruits and mixed nuts. They are all of the maddening crowd. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Les. That was either Kathy or Les. They sent me two this week, and I picked one, and I don't know which one did it, but it was good. All right, our irony section for the week. I know this is sad, but it is ironic, okay? Newsweek, this is in Mexico. Politician shot dead after promising to fight violent crime. There you go. And from Mail Online, Lawyer for the ice pick killer who's in Texas says his client is too sick and frail to be executed by lethal injection. <laughs> wow, such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.